Welcome to the VP Live Network. Your 30-second countdown has begun. This show is intended for adults of legal smoking age, and as such, the content is not intended for viewers and listeners under the age of 18. Vapor's Place is in no way responsible for the opinions of any host on the VP Live Network. Please grab a vape, sit back, and enjoy the show. Well, hi. Hold on just a second. Upstomp, you there? Si, senora. Si, senor. Hola. Shalom. How the hell are you? I'm hella tired. How are you doing? Uh, I'm not hella tired. No? No. No. Well, you will be. I'm I'm sick of shampoo and carpets. Is is that a euphemism? No, no, oh. not at all. No. It's <laughs> it's done nothing but rain here for about four days, so all of the snow is gone. Um the grass is turning green. Um and a hundred and thirty eight pound dog is tracking mud fucking everywhere. Ah yeah. I don't have a dog. So yeah, no, I, I meant that literally. <laughs> not, okay. not not figuratively. No. Good night, sweetie. Love you. Love you too. Aww. Sorry, my daughter. Aww. Don't blink, cause you'll she blink. Ma- well, she makes as much of a mess as your dog. You blink and and then they're they're freaking grown. So you know what do you do? Oh, so you, dude. You're doing. Yo. You're doing, and I don't know why I called you, dude. I, I don't know. Um, you're doing a little bit of a format change on the awesome show on Friday nights now. Yeah. First format change in, uh, ever, geez, at least two or three years. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, doing, doing the change. Um, I figure it's time for me to get off my butt and, and quit fucking around every Friday and, and actually do something to help the community. Well, and you know, you need to tell people a little more about what you're doing. And and then and then I have to say something just so I have it recorded for posterity's sake. Uh oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm as you said, I'm I'm changing, changing. I would say I'm changing the format of half the show, uh, for now. I mean, if, if things go well, um, and I think that we have enough content available, uh, you know, it very well could take over the entire show. Um. So yeah, I, I'm dedicating the first hour of every broadcast, which which it's a two hour show. So the first, so the half of, half of the show will be dedicated to advocacy issues uh, and other um, other vaping issues centered around uh, the New England area, because we really that's one thing we've been missing is a, is a regional, uh, you know, a regional format uh, as far as a vape show uh, that is content oriented. Um, and I, I think I might have the cojones to uh, to actually pull it off. You might have. I I guess I have more faith in you than you do. Then. Um. <laughs> well, you've seen enough of my shows to know that you know while while there is content, uh, we tend to you know go off the reservation rather quickly. Um, so I'm I'm hoping that I can keep us focused. Uh, you know, at least for an hour, if not, you know, eventually the whole show. Well, uh, you but know- we'll, we'll see how it goes. Back when Kevin was trying to find a new show for Vapor's Place, and I started bugging you then about you doing a show here. Yes. And, and yes. you said, and you said to me, I, you know what, VP live shows are really content orient, 
orientated and and I don't know if I could do that. And every time you say that, I'm like, does he listen to my fucking show? <laughs> because yeah, but that but that's the thing. You already do this show. You know, I don't want to. I, I wouldn't want to come over to Vapor's place and do another version of your show. You know, because I, I do that now well, over I mean, in, over in Quest. Yeah, I mean, I have content, but there are plenty of ooh shiny moments allowed. Um, <laughs> obviously, sure. or Kevin would have fired me sure. by now. Uh, but um, but for for what I want to do, I mean, I, I'm anticipating that it's going to take. You know, I mean, the awesome show took me takes me usually all of maybe an hour, two hours on a, on a on a good week to prep for the show. I, I'm planning on having to spend a lot more time in prepping for this content oriented show. So again, you know, we'll see how it goes for a couple of weeks and we'll see what I'll, what I'm actually able to pull together. And, you know, and I, I have found a lot of the time that just being around the different forums and the different threads and the different Facebook groups that a lot of time, um, content is handed to me. It really is. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, is there still work involved with it? Yeah, there is. But there are times you just get really lucky and somebody posts something up and you're like, damn it, I was thinking that's there's something I needed for that show. I was watching last night um, while I polish drip tips and stuff. I end up. I, Is that another I, euphemism? No, no, okay. no, it was literal. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually putting the finished polish on the new tip that I made for my marquee dripper. So. Which turned out really great. I was so damn happy. Um, but I turn on vape shows and, and I cruise around and see what's going on. Well, last night I ended up on the Vaping Militia channel. And Natch had Mal. Of course, everybody knows who Malastyle is. If you don't know who Malastyle is, get a fucking education in the vape world, people. I'm telling you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Malastyle has been around a very long time. We'll, we'll just put it that way. Um, Mal has been an active vapor for a very long time. And she's now very active, has always been very active in the National Vapors Club. Mm-hmm. Well, and Matt for Me Pipe Mods, of course, is very active in National Vapors Club. They were on with Nash last night on Vaping Militia. And they were talking about how to get everybody submitting these comments. Because, you know, last week I talked about the call that Kasa put out about making these comments to the FDA and that we only have until April the 15th to get these things in. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, of course, we don't deserve a seat in the panel because, you know, they want experts. Well, their experts that they're talking to are fucking morons. Know nothing about actual baby. Well, so last night while I'm sitting there and I'm watching this, Mal and Matt and Nash are talking about the information that they put together over on NVC for people to use in their comments. And I just stuck a link in chat. And it's National Vapors Club. And if you go underneath, um, there's, click around in there, there's the FDA comment guidelines. And what's really cool about this is they have got links to a whole bunch of shit in here that you can use these links there's pdf files and stuff that you can download that you can use all of this stuff in your comment so for anybody that thinks that well i don't know where all these links are or i don't know what i should put in there 
they've given you the shortcut to all of that information. And it's really freaking cool. I was like, well, isn't this just badass? <laughs> so I was quite happy. So, you know, I, I have been trying to do some advocacy in every single one of my shows lately. And, you know, in the past, whenever I could get somebody to come on, I would have... I would address something, but now it's something that I'm talking about every single week, you know? Um, well, I, and I know that. I, I listen to all your shows except for the ones that I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because listening to the sound of your own voice is kind of awful, isn't it? Yeah, especially when I'm in the car. That's it's, uh, First thing in the morning, eh, no thanks. I am um, sorry. <laughs> no, Paul came in the door. <laughs> He's like, here, look at this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, you know, it's just somebody put a post up in, uh, I think it was the Kasa chat, about how they should start adding a tax to all vapor products and, you know, that's 5% and donate that money to Kasa. And I was like, whoa, 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 stop, time out. Don't say that shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah well don't call it a tax don't call this shit a tax um yeah don't and and i put a comment underneath of there and i'm like yeah um this this in theory might sound like a good idea but it's probably not because sadly and unfortunately that would be just one more thing for people to add to the list of reasons that they buy their shit direct from china you know, because, I mean, we watch it every day. And I'm not against anybody getting a getting a good deal. I'm really not. And everybody knows that. I'm all about spending the least amount of money as I possibly can. But what they don't realize is, you know, yeah, you saved $5 on your mod. But guess what? It's probably a U.S. employee that is going to stay in the unemployment line, number one. And, you know, number two, these places are never going to donate to help fight or fight. You know, I, I wish I wish that I was wrong in that assumption, but I think it's a it's a pretty safe assumption that if, you know, every vendor out there added in 5% and said, hey, that's because we're going to donate to Casa, people would go out and hunt and search for the people that weren't adding that 5%. Yeah, I mean, a lot a lot of vendors already donate to Casa. Mm -hmm. They they just don't add that money to you know to the cost of the product it, it's just built into their profit uh, you know a certain percentage a month like i used to do or or just lump sums every once in a while when there's something big going on you know a lot of vendors donate to, to casa and, and the ava and, and all these other organizations and they do it just because they want to um, yeah and you know and jan put in chat and you're exactly right jan um, that, you know, it, it, it takes consumer choice away and Kassab would not support that. They just wouldn't. That's not how they operate at all. Um, would it be really great to have every vendor out there donating to advocacy in some way, shape or form? Hell yes. Mm -hmm. Do I think that the majority of them do? No, I don't. No, I, I would. I would posit that uh, the majority of them don't even know that they exist. If I mean, you're talking I wish about brick that and mortar, I wish they did, but they don't. 
hidden tax. Um, FDA, I, you know what? Um, yeah, I really just wish that they wouldn't even use the word tax. Um, you bring up the word tax in vaping, and it is a very, very huge black cloud. Well, there's there's a reason why why private industries don't call things taxes unless they are in fact taxes. You know, there's a negative connotation to that. So it really just from purely from a marketing standpoint, it makes no sense to 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 call you know to say you know you're 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 donating five percent of every order to Casa. Calling it a tax just puts a completely different spin on it. I tried it one time to see how many vendors that I could get that would take one flavor of their e-liquid, one flavor, and donate a dollar for every bottle of that they sold. Mm -hmm. Do you know how well that went over? Uh, well, I, I believe I was part of... Uh... You were something like that. Um, I I didn't. I obviously I didn't. I didn't do retail. I you you and Niagara Kayaker, but I did. uh, I think I did five percent. Five percent of all of all uh, sales or all profits every month. I donated to Casa. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and Scott has the right idea. Uh, You know, there there are other programs that you can do where you can round up your purchase to the nearest dollar and and donate that to Casa or or some organization you know th- those are things that are tried and true um that that folks in other industries have done in the past that that tend to work pretty well but yeah the 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 whole the whole tax the tax idea i don't i don't know i'm i'm sure whoever whoever put it forth uh, had their heart in the right place I, I think they did you know i really truly believe they had their heart in the right place um i just don't think they thought it through very well um that or they were a new vapor you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because as a new vapor, um, we seem to come up with all of these, what we think are really, really, really great ideas. And after you sit and you look at the industry that we're a part of, you're like, yeah, that's not really going to work out like that, though. <laughs> In theory, right. it sounds really great. In actuality, this is what's going to happen. Right. And, and yeah. yeah, Gary, we're not we're not talking about forcing people to donate. We're just saying, you know, with that round up uh, deal, it's 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 usually an option at checkout. And that I know a couple of vendors um, that that do that or did do that, um, and and it's a great idea, but getting the actual working platform up and running um is a little yeah. more difficult than it, it can it, be it, done it creates, but it's a little more difficult than what people would normally Yeah, think. It, it creates overhead certainly. <clears throat> but I mean in fact if any vendor is donating to Casa or any other organization ultimately you're paying for it as the consumer. You know, I mean, no matter what the format is, you know, if they call it a tax or if they call it a roundup or, you know, if they just say they donate, you know, $300 a month, a portion of that $300, you as the consumer are ultimately the one paying for it. I hate childproof dropper bottles. I'm just saying. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, they're they're going to be a necessary evil. Yeah, well, guess whose bottle I'm trying to open, asshole? It's not mine, is it? Yeah, it is. How old is that? It's Christmas morning. Oh, that's all right. That that has a pretty good shelf life. Yeah, it's Christmas morning. <sighs> so pretty bad when I have to get one of my children to open my fucking bottle of e-liquid, isn't it? Well, I, I, you know, for my samples, I, I, I have to, you know, I have to ship out childproof. It's just the way it is. Yeah, and, uh, and and by the way, thank you very much for having this in six milligram because <laughs> I did find out that um, dripping this marquee um, with twelve meg was mm. a little too much for my brain. To oh handle. yeah, too little much. So yeah, everybody's like, "You're dripping that." Well, yeah, but I wasn't dripping it it below one ohm either. Right now, I am. And yeah, yeah, three meg and six meg. I actually made some three meg e liquid, and it's all damn Dino's fault. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I would, I would probably drop down to three right now if, uh, if I didn't, if I wasn't still making six milligram samples for everybody. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think um, any vendor that wants to donate or any person that wants to donate, that's great. I don't believe anybody should be forced to donate. No, um, of course not. If, if you're forced to donate, that's a fucking tax. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a, a donate if you're forced that, to do that it. That is what the government does, and it's called, oh yeah, a fucking tax. We don't like those. That's, that, sometimes that's, they call them fees. Yeah, sometimes they call them fees. Um, I have to tell you, um, I noticed, what in the fuck? kind of tax rate do hotels have in the Chicago area? I bet you there was like $75 in taxes on my hotel reservation for Bash. Mm-hmm. It was like, what in the fuck is yeah, this? There's, there's a special hotel tax pretty much everywhere in the country. Um, there's actually a special meals tax in New Hampshire, which is kind of funny. Because they're like the tax-free place, but they have like a a weird 7.5% tax on dining out. Um, and, and Don, how am I going to make more money on samples? I don't charge money for samples. <laughs> yeah, no are, that's why they're samples. <laughs> and don't, don't, she's trying to trick me into bottling retail. I know she is. <laughs> yeah, I know she happen. is. She, uh, yeah. she, Don, that was not not very veiled at all and as <laughs> as a professional writer i would expected you to be able to disguise that a little yeah, be, more. be a little more nuanced oh speak of the devil speak mal, of, doll's here. mal hi mal mal i put the link in for the document that you guys were talking about last night on the vaping militia when you were on um and by the way thank you that's it's pretty fucking awesome we much appreciate it. Um, you know, so, it, and, with, and with anybody writing their comments, and I was putting this stuff in chat, and I didn't realize that when I was putting stuff into chat that maybe Militia was recording the chat to put up with their replay. I was like, oh, shit. I'm glad I didn't, you know, say, well, what the fuck, people? Because I really wouldn't want that in Vaping Militia's replay, you know. Um, <laughs> it was a good thing I'd behave my damn self. Um, 
But, you know, write about what you know. The comment that I've got that I'm sitting here and I keep working on. And here's the thing with this with this comment period. Trying to put something together that sounds rational and semi-intelligent without cussing is not as easy as it sounds for me. Um, I have to, to work at it a little bit and a little bit and a little bit. My comment has a lot to do with DIY and e-liquid. Now, why would that be? Well, because that's what I know. You know, I, I would not consider myself an expert. I don't think that any DIY person would ever consider themselves an expert. But we try to be as informed as we possibly can be. And so that's what a lot of my comment is involved with, is the e-liquid aspect. I didn't, I didn't write, and, and Mal, Mal said this last night, too. Um, you know, Mal's not writing about batteries because she doesn't know about all that shit. Well, guess what? I don't know about all that shit either. You know, I know a little, I know enough about batteries and Ohm's Law to keep me from venting a mod in my face. So far. So far. <laughs> so far, so good. Um, I, I have vented devices before, but guess what? They were both egos. Um, and I did, no, I take that back. I did have an IMR battery go into thermal on me because a VV Nova caused a dead short. I hated those tanks. Absolutely oh, hated we them. We all did. We all did. I've got about 600 of them if, uh, if anybody wants them. Oh, God, I hated them things. And it just got, and it started getting warm. And the minute my silver bullet started getting warm, I think i was even broadcasting a show but i got up turned around opened the front door and threw it out my driveway and when paul came home i'm like my mod's sitting out there in the driveway you want to go get it i think the battery vented in it and the battery got hotter than a bastard but it did not vent and it melted the spring but then again that's what the yep. spring in the silver bullet was for that's right they were supposed to melt um, but yeah the only two devices that i actually had go bad on me were both egos um and one was just i melted the wiring in it and the other one was uh the switch went and the switch got stuck on on i've i the only time i've ever had an issue was big dumb idiot user error and it was my first year vaping i bought one of those it was an ego with i don't know if you remember joy tech came out with um a huge cardo um you had to fill it with a needle oh the black ones that look like a cigar yeah the big the big fat black ones turned your ego into a cigar i i had i used to get them and things they were by great the, by and the when case. they came out they were great but i i stuck my mod in my pocket and i was i was like i was doing something with the tub like like i was like I don't know. I was filling up the bath for one of the kids or something, and I just I had it in my pocket, and it ended up firing. And this was before, um, this was before cutoffs. Before uh -oh, they invented, hold on. you know that. Stop talking. Oh. Well, we can talk, but you'll have to go back to this story because it says the sound oh. cut out, and I have no idea why. Um, because Mixler says it is broadcasting just fine. Yeah, folks might have to refresh. 
Okay, Parse says she can hear us. So, um, must be the thing between <laughs> Blog Talk and and VP Live is just acting like a pain in the ass. So yeah, so you had your device in your pocket. And yep, had my device in my pocket like like any noob would back in 2010, and um, was filling up my tub, and all of a sudden, you know, my thigh started getting really hot, and uh, so and then I thought, oh shit. I must be firing my ego. So I pulled my ego out and the uh, the tank had melted and was actually at like a 45 degree angle. Oh, shit. <laughs> so it had melted and like curved over. Um, and the battery was killed at that point. I um, I those Cardos and I used to really like them. Um, those Cardos, the biggest pain in the ass for me was the fact that I chain vaped. And because I chain vaped where the coil sat in them, they would melt a hole in the side of the cardo. Right. Yeah. A little bitty pinhole. And in the minute, I mean, and, and it was like it wasn't there and then it's there. Like, son of a bitch. So, yeah, um, those those may be crazy. Um, they, are, they are probably one of the reasons that um, I absolutely adore MAP so much. Um, when MAP rolled out, the DCT tanks, um, he was my fucking hero. Well, those, I mean, those really, they revolutionized vaping at, at the time. I mean, to be able to have that much e-liquid flowing consistently into a Cardo, you know, people people were getting, people were usually lucky to get three days out of a Cardo. And then once the tanks came out, because the feeding was so consistent... People were, you know, people were getting two weeks, two plus weeks out of a out of a buck fifty cardo. I still have, I still have DCT tanks. I have a stainless map tank. I've got, I I've have, got a bunch of them lying around somewhere. Yeah. They're in a box somewhere. Yeah, I've got an anodized one. I've got a Finiac tank that PB Dragon got for me with his logo on it, and I have a lava tank uh, from Dino, and and I still use them. Believe it or not, folks, I I do. I still use them. There are there are a couple of juices I make that I really like the flavor of in a Cardo tank. Um, mm. It just is what it is, you know. Could I probably tweak the recipes and change them up a little bit and have them be freaking golden for me in my drippers and my Nautilus and stuff? Yeah. I've got three cases of Cardos here. Why would I? Why would I not use my Cardo tanks? I I miss the snap crackle pop from the Cardo tanks. I love those on a, on a brand new Cardo. You know that's that's been properly saturated and filled and you know let sit for however long. You take those first few drags, and that sucker is just snapping and popping all over the place. Yep. Oh, I I used to love that. And and the Terran spin. Remember that? Remember the Terran Ugh. spin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I tried that once or twice, and um, yeah, no, not <laughs> that was that was a little too uh, cosplay for me as far as vaping went. Well, and you know, and how this shiny moment relates to the advocacy in any way, shape, or form is Alex. Alex Carlson uh, just wrote and published one of his new blogs on uh, Mount Baker. And it's talking about how Stanton Glantz uh, informed Greg Conley that there is no such thing as experts in vaping. Um, 
Well, in response to that, I say, look, you crazy bastard that's an aerospace engineer and somehow got a job in tobacco control as a doctor. Um, Yeah, there's no such thing as an aerospace MD. Yeah. So he can go fuck himself. Well, you know, I really wish he would. Um, We know more about this industry as end users than these people that the FDA is allowing to speak as experts mm-hmm. they have they have no idea the scope of what they're talking about they they just they have no idea and for stanton glance to tell us that we're not experts in this field considering he knows less than nothing because a lot of what he thinks he knows is wrong just absolutely floors me people like map and people like mal and people like you and i and par i mean par Take Parr, for example. We'll we'll just talk about my friend Parr, whom I love very much. She is a fucking encyclopedia on vaping. Dawn. Dawn was cracking jokes last night. You know, and you know, of course, that Dawn is a writer. Mm -hmm. Dawn has wrote fiction and nonfiction. Dawn was looking at the analytics on her books yesterday. And do you realize that her book, her her what she considers her outdated book on vaping, um, is still selling extremely well on Amazon? Oh, good for her. And as much as Dawn might think that it's outdated, it is still relevant information because it is a start for people. Right. It's a start, Dawn. Be proud of the fact that that book is still selling because I am proud for you that that book is still selling. But, I mean, you know, you if if I have a question about vaping or I'm in a show somewhere and there is a question on vaping, guess who usually has the answer? Par. Hmm. Par is an absolute wealth of knowledge and information. I swear to God, the woman never forgets anything. This information that we know, whether it be from a vendor standpoint, a user standpoint, or a modder standpoint, is relevant. And I honestly think it does make us bigger experts than the people that the FDA is asking their input from. And I think that's why this this new comment period that we have is really important. And I guess it's why I keep I keep harping on it. Um you know Well the thing is I, I you know it wouldn't surprise me if they, they came out with this new comment period all of a sudden out of the blue just while all the states, you know, are, are ramping up on their legislation. You know, so they're they're taking a t- a two pronged attack right now to try to you know, not not divide and conquer, but, you know, kind of dilute our focus a little bit. You know, because so many of us right now are concentrating more on local and state initiatives and fighting them um, that a lot of people aren't paying attention to uh, to the federal fight right now. So it's very important that we keep both both those things uh, in in everybody's, you know, in everybody's mind. Um, and yeah, Niagara's asking Mal a question. Uh, and Mal, 12, 
what time? Mal does a show Thursday nights. It's Thursday nights? I think it's Thursday nights on Nova with Zen. Right? And by the way, if anybody has got links to any of the PDF... Oh, Friday nights from 12.30 a.m. until 3 a.m. on Nova. Um, and then um, and then Wednesday nights, they do one... They're on Vaping Militia. So, and that's where I got them last night, was on Vaping Militia. But, um, Mal, feel free to throw any links you want into the chat for people. And if anybody's got links to information um, that they would like attached to this replay... Um, send them to me um, either on Skype or message them to me on Facebook and I will make sure that they are attached to the replay on SoundCloud. Okay? Because um, this is important shit. Um, and, you know, any any of the advocacy groups out there that are putting out information to help people with their comments or to just help people get organized and see what they can do about advocacy i am all for that in every way shape and form i am all for that um yeah there was there was that rant sorry (laughs) i am you know i wish that every single vape show out there was doing something with advocacy you know even even if it's only five minutes um, and I well, don't think five minutes out of two hours is an awful lot. It's hard. It's, 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 it's not easy. I mean, even if you're just doing five minutes, that's five minutes you have to prepare for that, you, you know, that can take you an hour or two hours out of your week. Um, you know, it doesn't sound like a lot, but you have to be willing to reserve that time and you don't always get a return on it. You know, not that we, not that we get any return, uh, on doing these shows in the first place, but you know, it's not going to, it's not going to necessarily draw extra viewers. Um, you know, I'm hoping that the approach that I'm taking will do so because with new England vapors, um, a lot of them just don't, they're not part of that side of the community yet. And I think if we, if we push it hard enough, we'll be able to get them interested. Um, but we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, it, it's tough, and and I can see why a lot of shows don't tackle advocacy issues uh, most of the time. Have you seen that link that I just threw into chat um, from Radio New Zealand? Uh, oh. New research shows that e-cigarettes being smoked in this country contain about 1% of the toxicants of ordinary cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the study released so, today in the New Zealand Medical Journal. So it's it's really just mirroring all the other recent studies that essentially said the same thing. Yeah. yeah. But it's nice to see it in print. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and Stefan, somebody just sent me a message. Stefan, oh, Stefan is apparently hosting a show right now. Yay, Stefan. Um, did you see how well his not blowing smoke is working? That was, that was amazing. That was absolutely amazing. What a great week. Uh, for Safeda and and for Stefan, um, kudos. I know he absolutely just a, fantastic. just a phenomenal job. Oh yeah, and Stanton Glance was bitching about it already. Um, you know that that and somebody else put a comment underneath of it about you know oh well I smell money. Um, no people you don't. What you smell is somebody that's very passionate about something they feel helped save their life, and mm-hmm. it just floors me that Stefan did in several days 
on his own dime what the state of California is taking $75 million in tax money to do. Yeah, and now, and now I, I just saw a post from him earlier. The paid uh, ads? Th- yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they're now paying for Google ads <laughs> to, get, to get them back on the top of uh, the search results. Yes, they are, they are now taking out paid Google ads to get their, try to get their message across. It's really pretty fucking funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, and they're already attacking this and trying to say that, you know, we're, of course, they're going to come out and say, oh, well, Big Tobacco was behind that, you know, da 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 They had to undermine our $75 million. And one guy did it, people, and he did it for free, and he did it in two days. Yeah. So, you know... We have more power than we think we do. Um, Jan also sent me another couple of links that I'm going to paste in the chat, too. Uh, There's an ash.org article, and there is one in the Wall Street Journal, of course, that's a bunch of shit, too. Um, And I guess what I would like to be able to do, and I have no idea how to even go about doing it is to make them see me not as an anecdote but as a fact I'm sorry a what they keep saying that <laughs> all these shut up use the right <laughs> word then asshole um, by the way people if, if you hear me cussing at upstop it's because he is one of my really big three grammar nazi friends whom i absolutely love and when i do need something to read or sound like i'm not a fucking moron they're the people i go to and they fix me yeah you should have called me before last week's show because i was cursing you out uh my entire drive-in that's to okay work. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I make I make Ed the Green um, almost wreck his car. Um, and hi, Ed. Hi, Ed, who's trapped in his car listening to the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they constantly say there is no proof because we haven't been in a study. Um, and then in the one recent article, they were talking about how ESIG manufacturers don't even say that their products will help people quit smoking. And if they want to say that, then they should go through this. Right. F- the the impossible to traverse for a small business. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, they, they know perfectly well yeah. that we're not allowed to say it. And yeah. if we were to start saying it, we would be shut down for a minimum of five years. No products sold, no nothing. And, and we would be spending, you know, as an industry, we would be spending billions of dollars to get ourselves approved as a quit smoking aid. A lot of a lot of the vendors, and I say a lot because it's not all, there are some idiots out there, um, kind of like that crazy man that Kevin had on his show Sunday. Um, oh God! Oh my God! <laughs> Kevin's got to stop doing that. Kevin, Kevin's a fear to that guy, and I'm sitting here thinking, Kevin, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like Kevin, just shut up! Just shut up, man! Just stop! Kevin, just move just on! 
no, Kev, come on, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, but what did, he, <laughs> what did he say to him? Oh, my God. Where do you get off? <laughs> oh, yeah. And Ke- Kevin ended up afraid of the guy by the time he got rid of him. Yeah, and I'm thinking, did you not talk to this man before you had him on your ship? What the oh, fuck, Kevin? That was oh, hilarious. Yeah, well. Well, the week before, too, Kevin, the week before, I, I'm, Kev, I think you're bipolar. <laughs> really do. I think you're bipolar, Kevin. Because the week before. Just he, add that to the CPOD or whatever the hell else he's got. Yeah. Um, the week before, he was playing all of all of the audio that he had from the hearing up in New England and Greg Conley's testimony and all this. And I'm like, yes, this is just so awesome. And then he had on that. Oh, the 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 weird lady who didn't understand no like, that, anything that that fucking blog that fucking YouTube reviewer that the needs YouTube. his face stapled shut. Which Seriously, one was that? The guy, the guy that sends really rude and belligerent messages to female reviewers about what he'd like to do with them, and then, and then this stupid asshole has the balls to to go on Kevin's show and say, you know, I don't think I get have get more viewers because, because I don't have a good camera. No, dude, really, I think it's because you're a dick. <laughs> You listen to what this guy says, and, you're, and I'm like, you really yeah, th- think, thank you you really think your camera quality is the issue that people have with watching your reviews? Um, yeah, no. Sorry to, to break the news, but I do not think that's the issue. Yeah. Uh, needs, he needs to watch more Stanley, the anti-reviewer. Yes, he does. He needs to, Well, but Stanley's awesome. <laughs> so, oh, and by the way, speaking of Stanley... Mm-hmm. Who who videotaped Stanley when he showed up at at the bar? Oh, uh, that the video that you saw was uh, filmed by Petey, uh, Petey Bag of Donuts, um, and there was there was a lot of footage. Uh, not much was really, uh, you know, post worthy, <laughs> but we we played a little bit of it on the show last weekend. Um. But yeah, he he seemed to be having a lot of fun. A lot of, a lot of the ladies really really dug into him <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> I will tell you that the bass player for the band did not I don't think he um liked it awful much Stanley touching him. No, he didn't like I, I and I know I know him. His name's Nick. Um and yeah, he's always had a thing about his nipples. Well, I you know what? I don't think that he would have minded it quite so much. If um, it would have been a girl, but considering it was Stanley, some guy with Coke bottle glasses wearing a Vikings helmet with horns, I think that might have had something to do with it. It, it might, but we'll find out. We'll find out that at the next show. <laughs> yes, Don Stanley touched. Um, So yeah. the new the new format for the Ashram show starts tomorrow night, right? Uh, it does. Uh, it's it, again, it's it's kind of the pilot episode. We're just feeling things out, uh, you know, getting the screenshots set up. Uh, we we are going to have Christopher Prost on, um, who kind of helped to spearhead the uh, Massachusetts Safeda chapter. 
uh, of which uh, myself, him, uh, Jen, Demetra, and a few other folks are founding members. So we were we were all the original vendors and consumers that uh, that were able to get together and fi- and found the Massachusetts chapter. All that's you know kind of in the works right now. Um, so we're going to talk a lot about that. Just a lot about you know what Safeda is up to in Massachusetts. Um, but yeah, it, it's really just about kind of feeling our way around the new format for an hour. Uh, after which you know we'll clean things up and then we'll start kind of marketing it. Uh, on a on a broader range uh, to the New England Vapors folks, and Jen knows a lot about. Yeah, Jen's been instrumental in in getting us organized and and you know getting us ready. Chris has done a lot of work over the last few months, just getting our numbers up to where they they need to be. Um, and Jen has really done a phenomenal job at just keeping everything organized, uh, getting us excited. Um, you know, we're, we're meeting, we're meeting twice a week. Um, and she, she was instrumental in, in setting all that up, you know, and getting us together and getting us meeting. So yeah, she, she's, she's a rocket ship. That one. I, I talked with her probably more than I did anybody else at VCC or ECC rather. Um, VCC, VCC, that's, that was my nightmarish train ride. VCC and E. Yeah. yeah. That was my yeah in my nightmare train ride. Um, <laughs> I am I am uh, flying to Chicago, and I have to tell you, the drive from here to the Buffalo Airport and the flight to Chicago and waiting uh, at the airport. I don't know whose flight comes in first, but Parr and Lisa and I are all meeting at the airport in Chicago. And and getting to the hotel there will probably and my return trip will still probably take less time than my six hour train ride to Springfield took. Oh yeah, I, I remember all the texts. <laughs> all, Where all are you at? I'm on the fucking train. <laughs> yeah. It took are you here yet? Time. No, I'm on the fucking train. You could have. You could have driven. Droven. Dro- you could have drove. <laughs> <laughs> and you realize this show is being recorded for posterity's sake, right? Well, my grammar Nazi friend. My grammar Nazi friend. The key is I ain't listening to it. So. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, she she just is so much fun to talk to, and even when it is about politics, whether it be vaping politics or regular politics, she just is such a joy for me to sit and talk to, and and it's really funny. Because it's one of the few times I've been in a conversation where somebody talks more than me. <laughs> yeah, she can go. She can go. But she's she's sharp as a tack. Oh yeah, no shit. Um, and, and she's she's so enthusiastic about all this. She, you know, she 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 sells herself short in a lot of ways. You know, she thinks that because she's not a vendor that she shouldn't have as much of a say in, in the goings on with with the Massachusetts chapter and i think just the just the opposite because most of the vendors are so focused on you know the day-to-day operations of their businesses that they're not able to to focus on advocacy you know probably as much as they should um but she's had that passion over the last couple of years that you know and she hasn't lost it at this point. Um, so that's invaluable to the team. 
and uh, and I hope she she continues. Well, and I, you know, it is really important for organizations to have consumer and end user input. Um, mm-hmm. It it really is. Anybody and organizational that... skills. She she has phenomenal organizational skills. Um, and you know, it sounds like it, it almost sounds petty to say it, but th- those are really invaluable traits in in the situation that we're in right now. Um, a lot of us don't have those organizational skills, you know, uh, or the ability to drive people to complete tasks. You know, she's able to do a lot of that. Um, so I've, yeah, I've been very excited to be to be working with them. Um, and I'm really glad uh, that she kind of, you know, she kind of took the torch and ran with it uh, in these in these final moments. You know, le- leading up to a big hearing on April 23rd uh, at the Attorney General's office, um, which is a particularly sketchy situation in Massachusetts because the Attorney General here has a. Uh, a very strange amount of power, um, more so than in, in a lot of states. They're, they're, they can essentially just pass legislation. Func- functionally, that's actually what they end up doing in a lot of ways. They, they end up passing legislation um, without a vote, without anything, uh, and they rely on their litigation skills uh, and their skills in threatening small businesses uh, to keep people in line. Well, that's uh, what Canada did. Yeah, I mean, yeah, essentially, essentially it's the, it's the same kind of idea. They just they just deem something illegal for whatever reason and they just they just use their litigate litigation power to pressure businesses across the country, not even just in Massachusetts. They pressure them to fall in line. Well, and I mean, in Canada, nicotine is not illegal. Um, and this right. has been hashed out over and over and over again. And I mean, and you and I know this because Eva has beat it into our heads. Um, it's not illegal. Um, it, there are just requirements. But Health Canada or Canadian Health or whatever the hell it is, I'm sure Niagara <laughs> Kayaker is in chat. He will put in the correct term. Um, well, it's certainly not Canada. It's not Canada. No, it's definitely not Canada. Health Canada or Canada Canadian Health or I don't know. And that was a. You ass. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm tired. <laughs> the er was not attached to Canada. <laughs> it was a stall afterwards instead of um. <laughs> um. I am very sensitive to that. I watch shows and oh, I no, listen to not. how many times... And it just rings in my head every time somebody says, um. And then all of a sudden, it's like this big sore thumb that sticks out. And it's, um, um, um. Well, that's that's like me with the term, just saying. Oh, no. I say just saying. Anytime somebody says that, I cringe. You know what it means every time I say it, right? (laughs) Hello, dumbass. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, that's that's the one that gets me. It's and, extremely and that goes, that goes sarcasm to, heavy when I use it. Yeah, that, that goes back to the old the the old uh, you know when I first started broadcasting, and because Case to this day still says it a lot, and back in 2010 he was saying it a lot. Um, and there was one night I remember it was a New Year's Eve, 
Uh, I had just started hosting like a month or two earlier, and I made a drinking game out of it. I said, anytime somebody says, just saying tonight, everybody drinks. And it became this whole thing from 8 p.m. through 3 a.m. Everybody was playing it up, and it was hilarious. That's kind of like... I am Iron Horse making the drinking game out of every time I use the word fuck. And I'm like, well, that kind of sucks because that makes me somewhat responsible for everybody's kidney and liver damage. Yeah, but, well, he does it on my show, too, though. Or at least he used to. He doesn't come around my show as much anymore. Yeah. I don't don't say fuck as much. (laughs) Well... You know, maybe the drinking game was made because I do. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Mm. Not that I cuss a lot. Oh, good Lord, I just got a Skype from Jan. That poor woman has read like 450 studies lately. Yeah, they need to stop writing studies. Give Jan a break. Uh, I, You know, I can't even imagine... Her eyeballs just have to want to fall out of her head sometimes. Well, I know my my eyes started falling out of my head right around the time I turned 40, maybe a little before. Um, I don't know how old Jan is, but, yeah, spending that much time in front of the computer, both at work and at home, um, yeah, it's going to do some damage. Not to take things too literal, but... Niagara Kayaker, if your Skype is on, I can pull you in through Skype. I haven't talked to Niagara voice to voice in a long time. That'd be great. I want to talk to him about flavor art. Well, let's see if his Skype is on. Oh, he's coming on now. Skype, but what do I have him on Skype as? What is his name on Skype? I don't know if I even have him still. I tend to clear mine out. No, he's not Niagara. There we go. I thought you were having Dane on tonight. No, Dane is at a class. Interesting. Oh, there you are. I see you, Niagara. <laughs> oh, add him. Yep, we's friends. Okay, add him to this call, please. Oh, you want me to add him? Yeah. Okay. Um... Invite to group call? Yep. Yeah, that'll work. Yep. Don't turn your video on, Niagara. Remember, I live in Bumblefuck. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? How's it going? Real, real good. So it's Health Canada. 
right? Yes, sir. It's not, can it's not Health Canada. Oh, shut up, well, asshole. Our, our country really was named uh, CND for the longest time. But uh, when asked what our country was called by an American, we said uh, C-A-N-A-D-A. And you just start calling it Canada, right? So we, we've never we've never corrected you. That's that's awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now and you know I right, keep, I invited I, him in. Does does that mean I can hang up on him? No, yes, you can't. <laughs> of course, I'm stuck. Um, you know, I keep talking about advocacy, and you know, you, sir, Mister. Canadian, <laughs> just so Upstump can cringe some more. Um, you are very involved in advocacy in Canada. I, I am, yeah. Um, I um, met with an old uh, university friend this summer <clears throat> who was a uh, federal lobbyist and lawyer old high school buddy of mine. We sat down for a, a, a couple beers. Turned out he's a vapor. And uh, turned out that he was now the VP of governmental relations for the largest retail um, trade organization in Canada called Retail Council of Canada. And he represents the biggest retailers in Canada uh, in their governmental affair interests. You know, Apple and Sears and large, large companies, right? You know, and uh, he's... He turns out he's a vapor, right? So Carl says to me, Sean, you realize that your vaping industry is a year away from complete and utter destruction. I mean, it's going to be gone, non-existent. <clears throat> and I went, really? And he said, yeah. He said, if you don't get your community together, uh, it's gone. So I suggest you use your skills to do something. And uh, so following in the mentorship of so many others, like Dimitri, who is my hero, um, I uh, decided I'd do something. So I uh, put together a small group uh, of vapors. Uh, Matt Stanko, another buddy of mine named Sam Hutchins, uh, who's a senior VP for a Fortune 100 courier company that can't be named. Um, and uh, we put together what was called, what we call the Canadian Vaping Association. And it's a member funded uh, organization designed to pay for PR and GR companies. And uh, we spent six months building that organization and getting it off the ground. And we have uh, uh, over 100 uh, of the largest retailers united in Canada. We have uh, hired the best uh, GR company. We have um, a top, the top cardiologist as our medical advisor. We have the vice president of Red Bull G, uh, um, governmental relations um, as an advisor. And... Uh, we're kicking ass right now. In fact, uh, we uh, we've met uh, and we've uh, <clears throat> we've halted uh, a huge bill in Ontario. Our uh, Fab Four team, uh, including uh, some people that you may know, Shay Sinis from Nova Scotia, a brilliant, uh, passionate young lady, and vendor uh, Savvy from BC, who's on my board. Um, Daniel David and Daniel Marin, the owner of La Vape Shop, the, one of the largest retailers in Canada with uh, nine or 12 stores in Montreal, who were all on my board. They just went out to Vancouver and they uh, kicked the shit out of a bill out in BC and uh, slowed the uh, negative progress. And we're making huge headroads uh, federally. In fact, it, there's huge news in, federally. 
Okay. Do you guys have you guys read the Hess report or Clive Bates report on Canada recently? No, sir. Okay, so um, HESA was a federally commissioned committee on behalf of Health Canada to investigate what they should do about e-cigarettes and vaping. Um, uh, there was a number of meetings that we had with them, and they met with uh, all stakeholders on all sides of the fence, uh, big farm, big tobacco, all sorts of scientists, and, and a number of stakeholders like ourselves. And they released last week a report that literally kills big tobacco in Canada, okay? It recommends that nothing that looks like a cigarette, okay, uh, i.e. a cigalite, should be allowed. There should be no cross-marketing. In other words, big tobacco cannot cross-market brands. In other words, they can't, they can't make a cigalite. Uh, they're recommending that Canada invest some serious dollars into research, into e-cigarettes. And most importantly, they recognize that e-cigarettes are unique and substantial uh, deterrent uh, to an alternative to smoking and uh, that they should be given their own unique regulatory framework that is not a tobacco or a drug. So um, that is a very strong framework for us to move forward with the federal government. And uh, I can see that Canada will be a very, very unique uh, opportunity. So it's going to be regulated. I'm not, I'm not saying that we're not going to face regulation or that it's not, not necessary. But um, the unique stance that we took and with some very strong consultation was we don't view this as a fight. In fact, fight isn't anywhere in our vocabulary, okay, because we don't think that fighting the government makes a lot of sense, okay. We're here to consult with them, okay, and to work with them to help them regulate vaping in a fair and equitable fashion. Well, that's and, because Canadians are so fucking polite. Yeah, but no, it's it's it's, it's <laughs> like I mean, you know, this isn't Canadian. This is okay. Some senior, senior, big money consultation. I mean, I've got a couple guys that if they were billing me, it would be fifteen hundred bucks an hour. Okay, but they're not. They're not billing me a dime. Um, and even our top GR uh, firm that we're working with, a company called Keely and Associates. You know, they've, they've taught us that, you know what, your job is to actually go in in a disarming fashion to say, hey, you know what, vaping needs to be regulated. Could you help us regulate it in a fair and equitable fashion? Because it's a safer alternative. That's a fact, okay, to tobacco. We're not making any claims, okay, that we're a smoking cessation device or safe. Uh, it better not to vape. And quite frankly, we've taken a very strong stand, okay, that in Canada... No one, okay, under 19 uh, should be involved in vaping. We have to take a very strong stand. In fact, uh, our large vape event here in Canada, uh, Vape Can, okay, at our recommendation uh, as CVA has turned it into a 19 plus only event. So you can't even bring your kids in if they're not uh, uh, ID'd. Oh, I have always believed in that. Um, yeah, yeah, kids I, don't belong I, at vape meets in, in I, any I, way, I shape, agree, or form. I agree. It, it, I mean, it, it, I cringe. You know, I've I've visited vape shops in my area, and I cringe when I see a parent walk in with their little kid, like little kid. You know, you're talking like five years old, seven years old. I cringe, and, uh -huh. and I just don't want to see that. You know, it, it, is it is it philosophically is it okay for them to be there? Yeah, probably, but from a PR standpoint, it's just, just the wrong, wrong message. We, and we shouldn't be sending it. 
Um, so yeah, I absolutely agree with that. See, see, the thing is, is that you can deny it all we want, okay? But kids are vaping, okay? And we can deny it all we want is, is that this is way cooler than cigarettes ever were for us when we were teenagers. Vaping is a thousand times cooler. It okay? is now. <laughs> it, okay? it, was, it wasn't two years ago. <laughs> right? But any, any of us that have kids anywhere from 10 to 18 recognize, and if you ask them, tons of kids are vaping. And I'm not going to say they're all vaping, but the kids that would have smoked, okay, are taking up vaping under the age of 18. Well, yeah, I, I, comp- I, I, I would have to agree with the numbers that we're seeing where more kids are vaping now than smoking. Right. That's what they're saying. More kids are vaping now than smoking. And after seeing, you know, how the culture has transformed over the last two years, it really doesn't surprise me because it's become cool. Right. So we're working with the government very strongly to say we're anti-lifestyle advertising. We're we're anti any type of health claims and we're anti anybody coming into a vape shop that's not 19. It's an adult activity, and we cannot promote, okay, nicotine dependency or addiction by somebody that's being influenced by the cool factor of our community. Um, and and unfortunately, like that might be not quite popular with some people, you know. Um, well, well, you know. well, again, again, philosophically, I have I have some issues in there, but oh. again, I I have to be pragmatic about it, you know. And and so much of this fight is about public relations. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I have to kind of fall in line with what, with exactly what you're saying. See, what's working for us is that we're coming in and saying, hey, guys, you know what? Here's the thing. Let's identify this. We recognize that we're 60 to 70 percent in agreement with certain things. OK, so let's identify those first. OK, so that we can understand that we're kind of a team. In fact, we're way more of a team okay, against anti-smoking than the Canadian Lung Association or Heart and Stroke Foundation or any of those fucking ants, okay, for a lot of reasons, okay? Niagara said fuck. Excuse me. Oh, no, I'm having a party. Thank you. Okay, but I mean, you know why? Because we were all smokers and they weren't, okay? We were all smokers, okay? You know, we're way more anti-tobacco than they were or ever will be. Okay, you know, when you ask in a in a committee hearing, okay, for them to put up their hands if they were actually smokers, nine out of ten times, none of them were. Okay, so how can they identify, okay, with you know being so religious about anti-smoking? We're okay, religious about anti-smoking, okay, because we were smokers, okay, and that's why we're passionate about vaping, okay, and and we're not all about you know you know vaping saved my life and everything. We're all about hey, listen. You know what? You either work with us, okay, or let's just come to terms with prohibitionist, okay, uh, federal, okay, attitudes in regulation and legislation don't work, okay? And they've proven, Canada has proven right now that 70 out of 100 cigarettes uh, smoked in Canada today are contraband. 70%, okay, of cigarettes. How the hell did they get that many illegal cigarettes into that country? Um, they, we have a pretty big unprotected border. Okay, we have a, a ton of Indian reserves across our nation, and okay, there's a huge like, you know, I I, I have a, a chemical factory, right? Okay, and okay, I see out in my parking lot, 
Okay, on Friday afternoon at two o'clock, a cube van show up. So I go out to some of the guys in the, the factory, and I go, "What is that cube van? Why do you guys go out to it?" He goes, "Oh, that's our smoke truck." I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Oh, you know, they're uh, guys that sell contraband uh, cartons of cigarettes, and, and we can get them at you know seventy percent less than retail." And he pops by for fifteen minutes, and we all pick up our carton of s- smokes. You're kidding me. No. Okay. No. Okay. Has anybody been uh, strangled? No. I mean, it's just, I, I can't stop it. I'm not going to stop it. Okay. I don't stop food trucks from coming into our parking lot and selling, you know, burritos. Okay. Why am I going to do that? Okay. Huh. You know? Okay. I never so, would have thought that. I, I mean, I promote, okay, and give away free starter kits to employees if they want them. Okay. You know, it's always up there. Okay. Right. That's you know? freaking amazing. Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll even give them a sixty dollar credit on a on a uh, on a receipt. Okay, if I see them vaping instead of smoking for a month, okay, okay. they can they can refund uh, money on the purchase of a of a kit, hmm. right? You know, um, you know, I'm all promoting that, and I do it all day long. Okay, but you know, I, if they're going to continue to smoke, that's that's just reality, right? As long as there's only smoke in our little smoking place, okay, outside and freeze to death, but. Uh, Okay, you can vape inside in 80% of the safe areas in our plant, right? There's certain areas that are highly combustible, right? Because they're chemicals, right? Uh, so uh, there's certain areas that, uh, you know, you can't do anything like that. Uh, but, uh, you know, you can vape uh, pretty much anywhere, okay, in our plant. Right? Yeah, I so, agree with um, having some philosophical differences on some of this stuff. But you guys have made a very good step in finding a middle ground and the problem I think that we would face with trying to do that is the minute any vaping organization says hey let's we need to make a concession holy hell breaks loose well the the problem is is that politics in in the United States are such that no legislation is done in a vacuum. Every piece of legislation is just a building block for more legislation. You know, uh, so you know if the, if they were to call for if they were to call for a five percent tax on the wholesale price of e-cigs, and they were to guarantee us that that would not rise for a hundred years. I think a lot of people would be like, "Oh yeah, okay, that's that we can deal with that." But that's not how politics in the US works. Uh, yeah. Politics in the US is we'll do a 5% tax now. Next year, now that we have the groundwork for that tax, we're going to tack on another 90%. You know, right. th- that's how politics works in the US. You know, Compromi- compromise the- is a in my mind, compromise here is a dirty word. Um because, like I said, this legislation never passes in a vacuum. It's it, it. Each piece of legislation is is not in and of itself. It's always a building block, and then you'll have to make another compromise two years from now, one year from now, and then another compromise another year later. Um, so you're constantly you're compromising your rights away here. Whereas in Canada, things tend to move a little bit slower. 
Yeah, well, I mean, they haven't moved slow. What, what's happened in Canada is the federal government has basically said to CBSA, the Canadian Border Security Agency, let's just try to stop it coming in, okay? And let's try to block shipments while we try to figure it out, okay? And we're going to let it carry on, okay? And unfortunately, that strategy hasn't worked to, to stop stuff coming through, not effectively, okay? I think they've only blocked 700 shipments in the last three years, okay, which is nothing, okay? Oh, speaking of your border control, by the way, I have yeah. to tell you, <laughs> uh -oh. I had mailed something to Style and Puffer in November. I got it back today. So it didn't get through? No. <laughs> but it took from November until today for me to get that fucking shit back. The border's only a two-hour drive. Yeah. What yeah, the so fuck? They, just, they just held it. Okay, just to piss you off. Okay, I mean, I talked to Mike. Okay, from Giant Vapes. Okay, Hill Giant, uh, as most people know him, and uh, he said he's had to stop shipping to Canada because they've got his number and he's got on the blacklist now. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, unfortunately for him. Okay, and for many vapors because he has a great company with a lot of great juices, right? But uh, anyway, I mean, you know, Canada just we just we just have dealt with it in a different way. We've unified. All of the major vendors, okay, in Canada, we have the funds now, okay, coming in on a monthly basis to fight a good fight, um, you know, and to be able to have a GR and PR company and to have the funds to travel to have successful, um, you know, people out there that are well guided by the mentorship of professional, uh, what you'd call lobbyists, we'd call GR companies, right? governmental relations companies, um, which are our version of lobbyists, right? Um, and um, so, yeah, it's it's working. I mean, it's, it's a shit ton of time. Oh, my God. It's it's uh, three hours a day, I would say, I'm spending at it. Yeah, uh, it's, so, it's, it's crazy. But it, it's inspirational. I mean, what you've been able to accomplish is it's incredible. But it's just, it's by... It's by what we did is we've unified. So there's like in the United States, you guys were talking before, like as a as a company right now, I'm trying to identify where I'm going to put my budget OK, for advocacy. And I'm quite frankly having a hard time making a decision. OK, do I put money in Safada? Do I split, split it all up and put a little bit of money in, uh, you know, American Vaping Association, a little bit in Safada, a little bit in Vista? Okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. and, you know. and I've been this. I've been the same way over the over the last, you know, five years. I've you know I've switched here and there. You know, I I, I tend not to want to spread myself thin and just donate to a bunch of different organizations at the same time. I tend to donate lump sums to the organization that's as close to what my focus is at that time. Oh, now, wait yeah. a minute. Niagara Kayaker has got to be <clears throat> the busiest man on the planet that I know. Um, he really does. Because besides his businesses and his family business and the vaping advocacy and now flavor art, um, yeah, I don't think he could get much busier and still be able to blink. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he, art, he himself, not money-wise, but he has spread pretty damn thin. <laughs> flavor art's a passion, right? I mean, I'm, I'm doing that because I, I just love the company, I love the owner, and I love what they stand for, right? I mean, 
you know, they're the ones that, you know, probably one of the very, very, very few, I can count on my hand, that of companies out there that have invested in research. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I can tell you that, you know, our um, budget this year that Max has put aside is, is substantive, right? Because Clearstream is continuing. Uh, Clearstream Evolve is just starting off right now. And uh, we're making a substantive long-term investment and could carry on research and uh and the fact that you know they were the ones that first came up with the understanding that dicotones were an issue back in 2009 2010 when they brought dr f into this business right mm-hmm. you know uh, we, we were the first ones to pull all dicotones out of our flavoring for vaping in 2010 i mean you know and that doesn't seem like a long time ago well, that was a fucking long time ago, right? That was that was close you know. close enough to the beginning, yeah. Yeah, you know, um, but yeah, it's kind of exciting because uh, you know um, I've uh, I've hired uh, a very good friend and a very respected colleague uh, as my head of sales, uh, a guy named Richard Hong. DJ um, Vapes, I DJ so Vapes. love him. Yeah. I so love him. You know, he's a passionate uh, vapor. Um, he's an absolute juice whore. Like he and uh, he's a DIYer. And uh, has always loved flavor art uh, flavorings, and um, so yeah, we're we're absolutely buried. Thank God I hired him right away because we're absolutely buried from two or three press releases. Um, um, we're absolutely buried, and uh, right now we're just finishing uh, off our first uh, massive uh, ISO clean room uh, warehouse and uh, a huge new rebranded uh, website. Uh, is is that just for bottling? No, you know, the thing about flavor art is in a number of countries, there are a number of things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in Europe, we're probably the largest e-liquid uh, manufacturer around, okay? I mean, we're huge, right? So we produce and manufacture finished e-liquid. Um, we also have a lot of retail stores, right? I mean, Max owns retail stores in Paris, uh, Barcelona, Milan, most of the major European city centers, he owns a huge uh, corporate store. And, um, and then we also have a lot of devices, right? Like we have a very, very cool um, clearomizer, uh, a custom clearomizer that we manufactured in China in conjunction with Cisco. Yep. Right? I uh, talked to uh, you. Yep. I remember that. Yeah. Because that's what Europeans vape. Okay. So we have a really, really tight little um, ego twist system, okay, that's called Perla. Uh, that matches to a uh, proprietary head uh, bottom dual coil Clearo, which is, you know what, I mean, for me, I'm not a big sub-ohm, you know, huge air guy, okay? Like, so quite honestly, you know, even these sub-tanks and things like that, I still only like one hole. I'm not a open air draw lung inhale guy, and neither are Europeans, right? Sorry, um, my brain went all pervy, Niagara. Can you hear me now? No, my brain just went all pervy. It went right straight into the gutter. Right oh, okay. straight into the gutter. Sorry about okay. that. Um, so, um, yeah, sorry to, to speak in uh, in such fashion. Uh, but, <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, so, yeah, so, like, it, but in North America, my, my agreement and contract uh, to come in as the CEO and, uh, and you know, in, with uh, Max is that we're just here as a flavoring company upstomp. Okay, so we don't want to do anything but be a partner to DIY vendors like Kimmer, okay, and um, to uh, sell flavorings um, and unique flavorings uh, 
um, uh, to uh, e-liquid companies, and uh, and that's it. That we just want to be uh, friends to everybody's foes to nobody. Kind of. Well, I, 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 you know, speaking, you know, not to not to go off on business, but mm-hmm. you know, I definitely still am looking forward to working with you. Oh well, thank you. And and hopefully we can we can you know have an offline chat soon about how to make that happen. Yeah, well, I absolutely would love to. Okay, the, the, you know, I, I'm very impressed with the the realism of our flavors, considering everything we do is synthetic. Okay, it's quite interesting. Um, um, they have a machine over there that's called Roxanne. That's a million and a half euro computer that literally builds all our flavors in a hermetically controlled environment. I mean, their lab, okay, is probably more sophisticated than Entropies. Not probably, is more sophisticated than Entropies. I want to talk okay. to these people. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, Phil, Phil has agreed to come over sometime this summer with me um, and do a tour. I'm looking forward to that. Um, we have a lot of marketing that we're going to be unveiling. The, our, our intent is to truly be uh, part of the community, you know, vapors that build flavors. Okay, for the community that are the safest, most credible, uh, dual batch certified. Okay, so all our flavors will have dual certification, dual batch certification by flavor. Um, And uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff that we're going to be doing. Some really, really cool marketing. Okay, Um, I'm talking to a number of people um, uh, for a number of elements to create some very, very fresh new focus and invest in the community in research, invest in the community in uh, participation, and invest in the community in advocacy. So now, now, now in, betw- in between all this, are you a- actually able to take orders from e-liquid manufacturers? Um, I, when my, where- my warehouse is finished, I will. Okay. okay? Like, I'm, I'm not rushing anything. Like, I, I can't rush. I mean, you know, Max and I have one thing in common. We're both somewhat anal perf- uh, perfectionists, right? So... Um, going everything back to that one hole, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't do it that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I use anal in a different fashion, but you can use it however you want. Upstomp, okay, okay. You know, you know me. <laughs> yes, I do. I and and I just I'm scared to fall asleep drunk around you. That's all. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, so we're, yeah, we're not we're not in a rush to do anything wrong. Okay, I want to have like uh, the coolest you know, most modern uh, warehouse facility here uh, to ensure that uh, all of my uh, liquids are packaged and sent out, okay, uh, in utter, uh, you know, clean perfection. And uh, I, my website needs to be up because uh, we not only certify and, and, and test uh, all of our flavors, but then Enthropy tests everyone by batch. By, by flavor by batch okay so that's all going to be up on the website so that when you place an order like you can see right there y- your certifications so you can download them right now and print them off or you could go back three years from now and say you know what was the test on that uh you know vienna cream or meringue i used in that flavor three years ago okay and is it different now okay and if i changed it you'd see the change in 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 what I did, okay, in in my in my uh, controls, right, in those batch uh, certification, right. So and and quite frankly, I'm really working hard to uh, identify probably 15 flavors that aren't on the map right now, 
um, that are, we haven't been able to get diacetyl out and still taste good. Okay, that's the problem. You know, you can pull you can pull diacetyl and AP out of something, but then can you still make it taste great, right? And that's not always so easy, right? So we're working very hard. I've got a, a hot list of, uh, and you know, having a chemistry background and uh, what I do, you know, is very advantageous. And, and, and that, that uh, that's where butyric acid comes in. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, butyric acid is uh, is something that some people use. We try not to use it, right? Um, you know, that's that's a that can be a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Not as much as a problem is as natural uh, extracts are. Okay. That's where our biggest problem is, right. okay? Because, you know, the funny thing is, is that I can test something through Entropy today, okay, with no diacetyl in it, and three months from now, it's got lots of diacetyl in it. Well, because it's, it's, uh, it's a contaminant. It's not an ingredient. Well, it's, 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 not a, it's not a fixed molecular structure, okay? I mean, it's still compounding. It's still uh, changing. It's still fermentating, so to speak, Right. Right. It, 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 yeah. It it become it's it, it's derived from either the manufacturing process of AP or by you know for lack of a better term by steeping. Yeah. It can just yeah. it can just but you know it just splits off. <laughs> yeah. Like like I'm a winemaker, right? You know, like for my family business, um, and I'm surrounded with friends that are you know very very professional, huge wine manufacturers. And the first thing you learn when you're a, a winemaker is that you kill off the natural yeast in your grapes, mm-hmm. right? Okay, and then you replace it with with uh, controlled yeast because otherwise you can't control your fermentation process. Right. And and I've I've learned that there's a lot of flavoring companies out there that don't create flavors from base elements. Okay, they buy compounds and they mix pre-mixed base compounds. Right. And, th- and they don't have control, okay, supply chain control, right? Okay, so they don't know, you know, where that compound came from and how it differed from the last compound they got and if they changed it, right? right. And, okay. and with, with when you're ingesting this as a, as a food product, it's not necessarily an issue because, no. you know, that, that, that end of the spectrum has been well studied over the last, you know, 50 years or whatever. Yeah. Um, but when you come to inhalation, obviously there, there, things can be much more sensitive. Yeah. And, and you're seeing right now that FEMA is getting very upset about this right now. They're getting very concerned, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I would say that some of the flavoring companies will jump out of the marketplace when FEMA uh, gets... Uh, Gets uh, skittish relative to liability. Well, and, from from what I've heard, that's that's already happening. Well, uh, they're they're making warnings. They're just putting shots across the bow right now. Right, right? But, I, but I have been hearing about you know some of the major e-liquid manufacturers actually having supply chain issues because of of you know these press releases that are coming out from FEMA. Yeah. Uh, which which I mean, frankly, you know, a lot of this stinks of strong arming from the CDC and the FDA. Right. Um, oh. But that's neither here nor there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they, you know, got to remember that most of these guys, the major marks of their money are in the cosmetics and food industry. Right. You know, right. As, as is a part of my business. Right. In, in North America, I've, uh, you know, I, I'm talking to a whole bunch of cosmetics companies and uh, um, a whole bunch of fragrance companies. Oh, and, yeah. You just, you know. Soap makers. You know. Yeah. 
yeah. the whole, the whole uh, safety razor, you know, extravaganza that's going on in the world right now. You know, people are, people are, you know, there's a whole new industry, you know, burgeoning yeah. right now with fragrances and scents and flavorings. Yeah. Hey, condoms are coming up on the marketplace. Okay. Big time. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go again. Yep. <laughs> okay. Powdered alcohol. I have to stop having to mute my microphone. I'm stopping <laughs> Uh, I just now I'm just throwing the sexual into windows. Well, you, out you there. Know, the, the 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 powdered alcohol thing I find I find very funny because I draw a lot of parallels to this new product with the vaping industry, and yet I'm seeing a lot of vapors attacking it. Um, you know, basically saying, "Oh, they're not they're coming after us, but they're not coming after them." No, they actually are going after them. They tried to outlaw that stuff. And for no other reason than for the children. And where have we heard that before? Right. Um, you know, I'll try this stuff. You know, I, I like to hike. I like to go camping. You know, maybe I could slide some powdered alcohol into my into my knapsack, you know. Um, so I, I don't have a problem with that stuff. <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. So, yeah, it's it's been busy, and, and but it's been great. I mean, the last three months have been awesome. I, I, I love the company. And uh, we've got some great customers out there in the marketplace, and uh, and I really look forward to uh, you know working with uh, especially some of our DIY vendors really closely. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and which you makes know, me so ecstatically happy. You have no yeah, idea. I'm not I'm not blowing vape when I say I'm looking forward to to working with you. I have I actually have some big ideas uh, that I've been working on since you made the announcement just a couple of months ago. Um, so yeah, I'm very anxious to start working with you and, and and see where things go. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun. We we want to create a company that has a brand identity um, that's connected to the community, which separates us from our competitors. You know, forget the fact that we're more professional and uh, biasly we make better flavors, but uh, um, we want to separate ourselves, you know, uniquely in the fact that we're really part of this community. Mm-hmm. Right. And that doesn't mean throwing a check at somebody. Right. 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 Well, I, I don't think flavor art really has anything to prove, you know, at this point, you know, after everything that they've done over the last few years, um, you know, the, the people people don't t- don't attack flavor art and they don't attack them for a reason. Um, you know, they've they've put a ton of effort and resources uh, towards our fight, both from from a political standpoint as well as a scientific one um you know just just kudos well you know it's it's interesting that you know when i told max and i asked him you know, if it was okay if i invest some time into the cba he's like as much time as you need and uh and i found out that he was the president of the italian vaping association hmm. and uh he spends an inordinate amount of time trying to uh fight a terrible battle that they have over there and it's all about taxation over there right Right. Okay. Terrible taxation problems. Right. And uh, and thankfully, so far, you know, taxation is not part of our problem in Canada. Right. Uh, and we're trying very hard to make sure it isn't a problem. Right. Because that's your big problem there. At the end of the day. Right. Well. Yeah, well. Yeah. And it's a double-edged sword. I mean, if they, if for some reason there was a federal ninety-five percent tax, mm-hmm. um, at that point. You would see, they would lay off vaping a hundred percent. They would just let it let it let it roll, um, because they're making a shit ton of money off of it. Uh, but at the same time, 
how decimated would the industry be if all of a sudden all of our vapor products were 100% more expensive? Right. Yeah. You know, interesting, when you talk to uh, heads of uh, health ministries, like health ministers and uh, federal officials, um, you know, the flavoring thing is very interesting from my perspective. You know, they don't have a problem with flavoring as much as the names, okay, that we give to our e-liquids, right? Right. So, you know, they don't care that it's strawberry. They care that it's called uh, fruity pebbles. Right. Okay. You know, th- 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 that's the... E- even, though, even though children today don't eat fruity pebbles... <laughs> fruity pebbles are eaten by adults who still like fruity pebbles. <laughs> right. But you, you know what I'm saying, right? Again, what's a better example of a, of a current candy? It just goes back to what I was saying before. It, it's, a, it's just a PR nightmare. It's too easy for them to pick up a, an e-liquid that says fruity pebbles and say, and say look. You're marketing to kids. Yeah, right. the, new, the newest Fruit Loops commercials is grown adults getting out the nintendo nes exactly exactly so factually it's an in it's an inaccurate tactic but from a pr standpoint it's it's a nightmare right. and you can't and you can't defend it in a way that you know would fit into you know soundbite america we're damned if we do and damned if we don't right now because you've got one reporter you know writing an article about well if these things help people quit smoking then why aren't they saying that and then you've got somebody else saying the exact opposite of that and so we're we're getting beat up no matter what we do or what we say um well i mean and but i do agree that you know i don't think marketing a line of flavoring called fruity pebbles and captain crunch is is a good idea now jay you have cb2 Yes, I, I had I, I invented crunch berries in 2010. Um, and I mean, back then it wasn't even a thought because what kid today is actually eating crunch berries? It's it, that's a it's a child cereal that's eaten by adults. But when you came because, out with version two, they remember what the did marketing you name it? from from back in the 70s and 80s. Um, but I, I did have the. Um, the foresight enough to want to change the name once once I saw that the government was trying to use that against us. So, yeah, I renamed it CB2. Nobody else is doing that. Everybody else who's ripped off cereal flavorings is is still using, you know, their their silly names. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I've taken the hit and I've renamed the, the e-liquid. I, I had the funniest conversation uh, with a uh, client the other day. And this guy is a well, well-known, fairly uh, current and hot uh, e-liquid uh, brand in the marketplace. And uh, he, we were talking about this, and he said, here, Sean, let me show you this. And he showed me this meme that he had created privately of a new liquid that he was going to not really release, but pretend he was going to release. And it was called Shredded Wheat. And he goes, <laughs> okay, okay. N- kids fucking hate it, Okay. <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh, he should take oat, one oat of his Tobacco. I know who. I would almost bet money. I know who you're talking about. And <laughs> and when I see him in Chicago, I'm gonna have to tell him that that should actually be one of the names he puts on one of his tobacco line. 
No, you don't know who it is. You don't know who it is, and he's not going to be in Chicago. This is a guy that. No, that's really... that. That's that's freaking hilarious, and, and yeah, yeah, we could we could have a lot of fun with that. You know? Oh my god! Right, I laughed yeah. my head off when when uh, when Phil uh, put out that uh, meme against uh, Austin from uh, Cottonwood. Okay, ensure e-liquid, right? Because I guess uh, <laughs> right. Austin bailed out one night when they were going on and partying off to three, four o'clock in the morning sort of thing at some <laughs> event, right? I think it was Texas, right? Okay, and, and Austin said, fuck it, you know, I'm tired. I got to work all day tomorrow. Okay, I'm going to bed, right? And he sent out this meme of ensure e-liquid, right? Right. <laughs> no, I've got a new one coming out tomorrow called Depends. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we should be marketing ones that are very specifically brands, okay, that are adult-only brands. Right. right? <laughs> anyway. It, some dumbass will name something Viagra. You wait and see. Yeah. Doesn't take much. I, mean, I, I, I think unicorn piss and, you know, fly bug, you know, guts or, you know, all, the, all those named e-liquids are pretty much... Uh, They've been overdone at this point, so we need to come up with something new. Yeah, it seems to be cereals are very big right now, right? Yeah, it still sticks in my craw. I, it's I it's, it's huge. Re, re-release it. It's like it's new again, Jay. Okay? And, and put a hot new label you know on it. It's, too, it's too late. And Jeannie will tell you, I am the worst marketeer. Oh, he sucks at marketing of, Niagara. Of, he really and, does. He's, and he's some, horrible some of it's by some of it's by design because I never wanted to get that big to begin with. I'm busy enough as it is. He's got without... a real job. Yeah, I've got a real job that I don't want to quit because I live in Massachusetts, where you know they don't they don't enjoy freedom here. Um, it, so it, it never ceases yeah. to amaze me how many people still to this day don't know that Hingham Hill is upstump. That not only, I mean, you know, it used to be juices by upstomp, but then everybody started using juices by um, mm-hmm. one person, but never mind. Um, and then, you know, it's Hingham Hill. But, I mean, people don't realize that. Jay doesn't go out and, and market himself as a brand name. Um, and, you know, half of that is because he want, he doesn't, he doesn't want it to. Um, but. It's really it, funny. It's, I yeah, walk it, through it a vape meet and I've got a Hingham Hill shirt on and everybody's like, oh, I get that stuff. It's really good. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And they're like, do you make it? I'm like, uh, no, my friend Jay does. It's, I mean, it, it's my own failing. I mean, five years ago, knowing what I know now, would I be in full bore? Yeah, you're damn right I would be. But five years ago, I had it in my head that this is going to be short-lived um, I am not going to be quitting my day job. I have a family to support, you know, that whole spiel. Um, so yeah, I, I take what I, you know, I take what I can get and I, I, my level of marketing is directly correlated to how much, how much bandwidth I have to create e-liquids. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I was the one that swore he would never get into this business, too, right? A, a lot of us, a lot of us are like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I said that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I swore to myself I wouldn't. Okay. Kicking well. and screaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, well, and before before you go Niagara and before we yeah. lock up the show, there was something else that I wanted to talk to. Not necessarily do you know Niagara, but seeing as you're on here, I don't want to cut you off. Um, I was just a part of something um, over this past weekend, and I just wanted to get it out there for everybody that's on listening to the replay on this. One of our own uh, friend of a very good friend of Upstomps and mine. Uh, gentleman by the name of Jibba. Does... I hate that guy. <laughs> you heart no, that I'm guy kidding. or you hate that guy? I said I hate that guy. I'm you kidding. Liar. Um, Jibba every year does a fun drive for St. Baldrick's. And over the weekend, Jibba did his fourth annual St. Baldrick's auction. Um, and that was done over on Quest. It's always on the Quest Network. And I am sticking the link to Jibba's Fun Drive page into the chat for anybody. Um, and anybody listening to the replay, hit me up on Facebook. I will make sure that you get the link. But during the auction, we raised over $4,100. <laughs> now, that's... I'm sorry. <laughs> F the FDA just said something that cracked me up. Oh, Go ahead. Okay. Um, the auction by itself raised $4,100, um, and today he is at $4,982.03 overall for his fund drive um, to St. Baldrick's. And if you don't know what St. Baldrick's is, people, St. Baldrick's does a lot of research into curing childhood cancer. Um, oh, that's what they do. Yeah. I thought I thought they donated money to barber shops to f- shave kids' heads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling Jibba. Um but <laughs> if if you've got an extra dollar folks, think about think about it, okay? Um and what did, what does Jibba what did Jibba say? Jibba said I can't remember what the hell he said, but Jibba said something very eloquent about if you've got a dollar give him the damn dollar. And and that's that's my blunt breakdown of the very eloquent thing that Jibba said that I can't fucking remember. But uh, and, and sorry Don, I, I'm actually 100% sober. I'm just extremely tired. He's tired. Real, he said he had to leave this show week. at 10 o'clock tonight and it's now 1044. It's 10 been a rough week. <laughs> so, I'll be drinking um, tomorrow after after 9 o'clock. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you're so inclined, it would the money would be well used with there. Um, if you donate to vape to vape advocacy yay great and i am not telling anybody to donate their money anywhere it's your money do with it what you will but if you're looking for a good cause this is another one it is we we and we have a lot of fun with it every year um it's always a great time they they just did the huge auction um of which just as a matter of policy hingham hill no longer participates in auction in auctions but you know obviously we donated a nice hefty sum um but yeah, it's it's a huge amount of fun, and they're going to be there's a whole shitload of questies that are going to be shaving their heads very soon. I am not one of them. I was threatened with divorce. Well, you have gorgeous hair, and and I I would I wouldn't fault your husband for taking such drastic measures. Yes, he's kind of cute. I'll never get another one that cute, so I keep him happy. I know, I know how you feel. Although I could imagine Jeannie looking like Sinead O'Connor. Okay. Oh, I hated that woman. 
<laughs> she was pretty bad. <laughs> she said some really just absolutely rude, just, I, I don't know what she was thinking. Yeah, I, I'm not Catholic, but, I mean, she was just, whoop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, you, you, you coming to ECC next week, Jeannie? Saturday. My daughter, my daughter has the day off of work, and we are going to drive up for the day on Saturday. So I see you there, and I will see you in Chicago. Yes, oh, that's very cool. Yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you a show tomorrow. I've got some other things, uh, details that uh, I got to wrap up with you. Okay, uh, we, we've been talking about. Absolutely. Okay. I have a bunch of stuff for you too. All right, guys. Sure. Um, Jay, thank you as always, my friend. And um, I really, 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 Jay, think that um, you, when you roll out your new format, that you should do a dual broadcast of your show, um, broadcast it on The Quest, which is now on vapetv.com for anybody that's living under a rock that didn't already know that, and here on Vapor's Place, because, you know, Vapor's Place does happen, just so happen. To not have a show on Friday nights. I I know I know this, and since you brought it up, um, let's get over the hump of figuring out the new format, and then maybe we can talk if if Kevin's interested. Oh, he is. I already talked to Kevin. Oh, well. <laughs> Kevin hasn't pinged me on it, so. Uh, but yeah, I'd certainly be willing to. Uh, depending on how tomorrow goes, how the next couple of weeks go. Um, you know, maybe we can work something out. I'd, I I would be honored, frankly. I would be very honored. As would we. And Niagara, again, I have to tell you, I am just so thankful, so, so thankful that you went in with Flavor Art and that Flavor Art is going to have a North American branch. I am so happy because it, it just, I love Flavor Art flavors. I am just so very impatient and waiting for stuff to get here from Italy. <laughs> Sucked. <laughs> yeah, it did. It does. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're we're looking forward to it too, Jeannie. Okay, some exciting stuff that we're hoping to involve you with. So, and uh, me too. Well, I'm excited too. So, yeah. Um, and Upstomp, thank you very much for co-hosting Niagara. Thank you so much for calling in. And by the way, congratulations on everything you guys have accomplished in your advocacy organization. It's it's absolutely amazing. Kudos to you and kudos to everybody else. Yeah, it's not about me. It's about the team I've developed that are working at it. Okay, yeah, it's, there's there's no I in team, right? Well, congratulations to everybody. All right, I Thanks. have one song. Um, I'm going to let you two go. I have one song that I am going to play for Miss Jan before I shut this down for the night. Thanks, guys. Good night.